what the hell we're talking about? I don't want to go on a rant here. What the hell does rant mean? No, we never know what we're talking about. That's the beauty of our podcast. Episode 10. We made it. We're 10. I can't believe it. Are we, we 10 like time. Ty Dillinger 10 or actually good 10? Way more talented 10 than Ty Dillinger. Yes. We made it to episode 10 plus one. Um, we've actually been doing this every week. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of impressed. We yeah, we've have, kept up with it for almost three months now. We have uh, some stuff on tap. I've been going over Dexter in my head of what I wanted to talk about. But it's, it's like, do I do a whole rundown of the damn show? Like you haven't seen it. I give my thoughts. So I just wrote basically season recap, the ending, the likes, dislikes, maybe a rant here and there. I don't know, but we should get into our, uh, I don't know. We haven't done this in like a full week. So what was the, uh, what was the unusual death? It was uh, Jalen Rippy, I believe is how you pronounce oh, her name. The, the five-year-old oh, yeah, the, no. the, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. on a boat with her family in 2015 and killed by a, a leaping sturgeon. Yes, that's right. So, not a ton of follow-up from it. Uh, I couldn't find out what the cause of death was. I probably don't even think I want to know. I'm guessing blunt force trauma. Death. That's my assumption, but I feel like I don't want to know from that. Um, this happened on the, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, the Suwanee River in Florida. Uh, as you had said last week, her mom suffered severe facial injuries and her older brother, who I think was nine, his name was, I believe, Trevor, suffered a broken arm. Uh, at the time, the Wildlife Conservation Commission said that this was the first ever fatality from a leaping sturgeon in the river, but four other people had been injured that same year by jumping sturgeon, Jeez. including two people the very next freaking day. It's like they, the sturgeon were just out for, for blood. Yeah, the, uh, a woman named Colleen Harvey, who was 42, and her husband, Charles, 41. Was he in charge? He might have been, but not of the uh, not of this sturgeon. They were struck while boating along the Santa Fe River. And then the prior month, a 14 year old was knocked unconscious by a sturgeon while boating with her family. Wasn't killed, but was knocked unconscious by the leaping sturgeon. Jeez. So apparently I didn't know this. I actually had to learn this. Sturgeons can grow to be as big as eight feet and weigh over 200 pounds. Eight feet? Eight feet. And over 200 pounds, and they're noted for their prehistoric appearance with hard plates on their backs, which is what makes them potentially deadly when they Oof. leap. And apparently because the water levels, water levels, that's I like level, levelers, uh, were lower than usual. It made the sturgeons jumping more frequently than in past years, although biologists don't understand why they jump. One additional factoid. Maybe it's like a game for them. Maybe it is. They they say that they're not out to attack people. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. On I think the sturgeons have a thing for blood. At least maybe they're just like, hey, how high can you get out of the water, Billy? And he's like, all right, Timmy, I can do it. Or shit I, like that. I don't know. I found out that uh, eight years earlier in 2007, a leaping sturgeon severely injured a 50-year-old woman from St. Petersburg in Florida as she was riding a personal watercraft along the Suwinee River. So she was on a jet ski, so she's going fast. Uh, she suffered a ruptured spleen, had three fingers reattached by surgeons. But Wait, she how do you get her... a... what was it? One sturgeon? I mean, I one guess if it's, if it's an eight foot sturgeon, it could just get your entire body, hit you in the yeah, spleen. So I'm, I'm guessing she's like holding on to the jet ski. It probably just smashed her right in like the, the torso, ruptured spleen, three fingers 
were amputated but later reattached. But she wait, did wait. Lose they her amputated her fingers and then reattached them. So they weren't like knocked off by the sturgeon. They amputated them and then reattached. Well, no, no, them. they they knocked them off, but then they reattached. So oh, okay. it, it amputated them. But my uh, question is: so like, had three weird. fingers reattached by surgeons, but she lost her left pinky. <laughs> in a surgeons case. and sturgeons. How did they find the fingers to reattach? They must them have uh, when it happened in water. Do they float? They must. They must have not been fully like. Like that must have been like cut dangling off, off. I'm guessing. I'm thinking of when Peter blew up his hand and they had to like find his four fingers, and then the the bird had it. They plant Joe planted a knife on the bird just in case. Everything you talk about, I feel like somehow <laughs> can, can relate, relate to Family, to family guy. guy. There'd be some way of connecting it to Family Guy. Oh, when you just said blowing off the hand, I was thinking of Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh no, that's uh, yeah, JP. So, so that is our unusual death file. Not as a. Uh, lengthy as some of the others have been but uh that's sucks more having to research about a child though that's pretty terrible yeah hopefully we do i was gonna say hopefully we do a better death but uh that's kind of depressing do i get right into dexter i'm like sort of dreading talking about this well i think before you get in get into dexter because i know you're dreading it but it's probably something I, you should get to just it's like wanna... I, I i i ramble like i've been rambling I, like i've told this story that i want to tell already in my head like nine times and then it'll never come out the way i like intended to well, before you get to Dexter, I just want to give a shout out to my number one uh, TV dad from last week, Danny Tanner. Bob oh, Saget right. unfortunately passed away on Sunday. That was pretty uh, at the age of sixty-five. That was pretty terrible. Not gonna lie, that yeah. one, that one, that one hurt. I'm surprised hurt. you didn't do like uh, maybe you could do it on the fly as I'm talking about Dexter or whatever. Or next week you could do like a Bob Saget like tribute in memoriam. Because like I don't know a lot of stuff that he's done besides that. Like he's obviously a, a big comedian who a lot of people just see full house. Don't know how absolutely filthy he was as a comedian, but he was also had that insane cameo. And I think it was, um, why am I drawing a blank on the half baked? Yeah. Where he says he, he sucks, sucks dicks dick for, for coke. coke. Like that's, that's like, his, is that like his second most famous role? Because like everybody knows that. I learned, I didn't know this. I think I texted you. He directed the film dirty work. I yeah, had no I idea. Know, I didn't know. That's a great movie with what Norm and Artie. Yeah, Norm, Artie Lang, Jack Warden. I haven't seen that movie in ages, but I have actually really seen good that. movie. And did you not really notice my new setup? I, I I'm oblivious to these things. I you didn't really. That's it. why I had the camera on dark before, so you didn't. How do you not notice that you're staring? Are you not looking at me? I am. I just I didn't notice. Like it's literally right <laughs> here, signed right there by Jennifer Carpenter. So if I decide I to go to that notice. other convention, I could get C.S. Lee, Michael C. Hall, Desmond Harrington. But that's going to cost me a fortune. And like, what do I? I think I was texting you. What do you even say to somebody like Michael C. Hall? I, like, what the fuck do I talk to him about? Hey, you're a god. Like, I I'd, mean, blow, I'd blow you if you want. Like, he's he, that's one of those roles where it's like, um, what's his face, Brian Cranston? You're just a god now. Like, you've achieved god level. Just on I the mean, for level. for uh, Brian Cranston's rolling up in the middle, I know. I mean, exactly. Yeah, and I, I'm honestly, I don't even like Brian Cranston. But like, when you have a role that's so loved like that, like. What do you? What do I say, talk to Michael C. Well, Hall about? Maybe hey, what's you the weather him, like? Well, maybe you'd be like, you know, was it awkward working with Jennifer Carpenter after you got divorced? Yeah, <laughs> you were married to your yeah. sister. <laughs> yeah, when you were married to Jennifer Carpenter and you were playing uh, his sister, or she was playing your sister, was that weird for you guys? <laughs> no, we like to role play uh, and weird <laughs> shit like that. So talk about Dexter. We got uh we have the I can't forget about this. The Twitter poll I posted on Instagram and Twitter of how you eat with uh, some of the surprising. Uh, do I kind of get like semi credit for that idea? 
a little you, bit. You 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 basically you ripped off uh, not the Hey Babe, whatever Sal's other podcast was. I didn't realize that's what the whole premise of that entire other podcast was. Was it called Taste Buds? Yeah, they always talk about food. He's always posting like turkey or I, chicken or I, shit like that. I'm so I, Captain Oblivious. I never put two and two together that he was posting those things to then talk about them on that podcast. So like, of course, somebody's texting me in the middle of the podcast. Couldn't have happened right before that. But yeah, that's Alex was like, so you mean just the whole Taste Buds podcast? And then I, I was no like, idea. That's what it that was. was the thing that came to my mind because I know people are psychotic and don't. So I, let's talk about that first. Let me pull that shit up. So oh, where is it? Because Instagram, I can at least save it and I have it on Twitter. So the question was. Uh, if you're following this at rant on Twitter or Instagram, you might have seen this when you're eating a meal with fries, whatever you're having, hamburger, hot dog, whatever the fuck you want to eat. In this example, I just use a hamburger. How do you eat it? Do you go alternating bites? Do you finish the burger first and then the fries or do you finish the fries and then the burger? And I know you I don't know if you logged into Instagram to see the results or if you even looked at Twitter. I looked at Twitter. I did see the results on Twitter. I didn't Twitter, see Instagram. Twitter had only 14 votes bastards instagram has more people on it and let's see uh 78 said alternating bites which is the correct answer 7.1 said they would finish the burger then the fries 14 said they would finish the fries then the burger and, on so, Insta- and so i'm guessing you had said alternating bites uh, instagram you have to pick a uh, specific one to be the correct answer um even though there's no correct answer so i that's what i picked because that's how I do it. So 11 people on Instagram said that they do it alternating. Three said the burger, then the fries. And two said fries and the burger. You said, I know you voted. Let me see all. Yeah, you voted for B, like a psychopath. The least popular opinion on Twitter. Finish the entire main course. The majority of people, as I said, said A. Randy, shout out to Randy, is with you at B. Uh, one other person, Alexis from the uh, from NEW, she said B. And then one of our fellow AEW stand support group members, Bailey, said C. I'm trying to see if anybody else said C. There was one other person, but I can't find it. Most of the people said A. So why are you psychotic and why would you finish an entire thing before eating something else? I don't get it. Okay, so I, I, I also got my wife and sister-in-law. Do you see my sister-in-law said she needs a fourth option? That's true. But I, I sort of like my sister texted me and said something of like eating them both together. And I said, that's basically alternating. So that's sort of yeah. I, I grouped that with alternating. So I, I opted for finished burger than fries because I am a sociopath. But in my mind, the fries in to me, the fries are the best part. I save the best for last. So I devour the burger and then I just dig into the fries. But I don't want to eat 100 percent of something and then eat 100 percent of something else. It's like you got to. I want different tastes. I don't want just to shove the whole burger. And then it's like, well, that's let, gone. Now let's, and obviously I know you'd get your burger with like cheese and not a lot of condiments, maybe some barbecue sauce, but if you're getting, let's say you got like a spicy burger, you don't want to go from spicy to the French fry to spicy to the French fry. Cause you're not going to be able exactly to taste what the I actual French fry, but you're not gonna be able to you taste, can taste the, French, the French, fry. French fry. It is Wendy spicy chicken. You take a drink, you eat a French fry. I go back and forth. If I get a hot dog, hamburger and fries, I'm going alternating all bites. When you just said you you dip and then have a French fry dip, that just made me think of Vegas vacation. <laughs> Put a dollar in, got a car. Put a dollar. Put a dollar a car. Yes, I, I still have to watch that again because I haven't seen that in forever. But, but I like, mean, what's, I don't, what's wrong with saving? I don't understand the, why you would eat a uh, an entire thing of McDonald's fries at once last without. There's no other meal. 
Like that's it. You already ate your burger and you're just going to eat a hundred French fries. Like I don't, that's get what it. I, I do that with a lot of things. So like if Kate and I have a, a meal and it's something with a salad on the side, I eat my entire salad. Well, that's like a salad is else. usually like an appetizer. The fries are with your, like, if you got a, if you saved your salad from your appetizer for your main course, then you'd be fucking weird too. But also here's another one. So if we have something and have like mashed potatoes on the side of it, I'll eat the entire thing before I have any mashed potatoes. Yeah. That's weird. That's I'm very a, weird. I'm, because I'm like, if you're eating a steak, most, I, I don't know, like I don't really eat mashed potatoes or steak, but don't you, don't you Sometimes want a bite you, you, you of could. the steak? Like, cause I With want the mashed potatoes. I want a bite of the burger and then I'll shove some fries in my mouth. Like you get the mix of everything. Like, I don't know. The only thing I would mix those is like if I have meatloaf, I'll do mashed potatoes on the meatloaf. Like if I saw somebody at McDonald's and their fries were empty and then then they had their burger in their hand, I'd be like, "What is wrong with you?" It's See, just me. The so... burger would be gone and I'd still have the fries. But it's just well, that's also for Mc... if you're doing fast food fries, you want to alternate because I don't want to wait for McDonald's fries are bad after like thirty seconds. You got to eat those things like right away. They're like one it's of the worst. It's not real food. It's not a real potato. Let's be real. Like Dutch's fries are pretty good after, I, I guess really no fries are like Burger King fries are okay for a while afterwards. But once you get like hours, if you still have some leftover, like the next day, no, can't reheat fries. Even in an air fryer, it's just, that's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. Well, if you use an air fryer, you can get those things like crispy and perfect. I, speaking of, I just reheated Kate's lunch in an air fryer for her. She had leftover mozzarella sticks and garlic knots. Wasn't Came there just as new? Wasn't there a TikTok that's basically just like the air fryer is just just a small oven? It's like there's like no real features to it. It's just easier kind to of, use. It, it's easier, and it's you don't like use oil your whole person like that. It's your whole personality is Peloton and air frying. It's kind of sad. Like that's that all, actually that's is, all that's you very, are. That's very accurate, actually. Remember when I used to send you snaps when I was sitting in traffic? Now it's just random songs on the Peloton. It's like there are certain things out there that become your personality. MAGA people, that's their whole personality. Apple users, that's their whole personality. Peloton people now. And then air fryers. You got to get an air fryer, man. I don't have to do anything. Leave me alone. I would get an air fryer. Seems cool, but like I'm not, I don't need to buy an air fryer. But if I had one, I'd definitely use it. But there are so yeah, many it's... options. How do you know with air fryer or an air fryer oven? Let's see all the infomercials. They look cool, but it's, they're expensive. Like some of the ovens are like 200 bucks. Yeah, there. I mean, I will say we we don't use it all the time, but like for reheating things for whatever that, reason. Yeah, you can throw pizza in there. Pizza in there, amazing. I don't like leftover, like steak or burgers leftover. I don't like how they taste when you. Yeah, reheat they're not. Them. They're not as good in the air fryer. I'll actually have it because it gets it like moist again and crispy it, it, it actually tastes like it's brand new like a hot dog i'll reheat in the microwave that's fine actually i've cooked hot dogs in the microwave it's the easiest that's how way I to used, cook one that's how i used roll to roll it in dogs. a paper towel and you just like throw it in the microwave for like less than a minute it's perfect but like yeah burgers reheated in the microwave not as good i'll eat it but yeah not as good so i was surprised that the there were that many people who actually eat one of the two options I, I thought knew, I was because I'm, be like I, I'm pretty person. sure I, I'm pretty sure I knew that you did that. So that's kind of why I threw that out there. But I was like, I don't know what's worse. I feel like eating the fries first would be weirder because at least I that's like the I, side dish. So like you eat the main thing and then the side. But if you eat the fries first, I don't know. It's just like I don't want see, to to me eating the fries first or whatever, eating the, the side before you have the main thing. To me, that means you're a freaking serial killer. That's a serial killer to me. But it's like I'm I a like sociopath. The, I like the mixing of killer. tastes. Cause like you can get, I guess That's what she a, bur a burger is not that like 
it's not like you're eating a 72 ounce steak where you're going to get sick of the taste, but if I'm eating a whole burger, sort of the same taste, you throw the fries in there. Maybe if you're at Wendy's, dip them in the frosty, which is super underrated. It's really good. I'm more of a no, vanilla frosty guy than chocolate. Now, see, I, I would rather the chocolate than vanilla. But the one thing sometimes I have done this where it's almost like a multi-rating bites, you know, put the French fries or the onion rings or whatever on the burger in the burger. I've I occasionally will do that, but it's like usually this shit just falls out. So I'm like, why well, I could just shovel these into my face from the side. I don't really need to put it on the burger. Well, that's why if you're making it yourself, you put it on there and then melt cheese on top of it. So it kind of solidifies there. Yeah, I never make my own food like that. It's, I, I'm I'm too anxious in the kitchen to like, I just want to eat the food. I don't want to sit there. And, like whenever, <laughs> I'm cooking, the to... whenever I'm cooking an egg, I'm like, come on, what the fuck? Let's go. And it just takes forever. And then I got to clean shit up. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised you like eggs. I never used to like eggs, but then I finally started eating bacon, egg and cheese in like high school. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And I prefer the egg is my favorite part. Like Alex hates the egg, but I'm like, I want double egg on my sandwich. Now, do you only eat it fried or would you have like, I have, I mean, like I try to cook a fried egg and most of the time it's still runny in the center, which is okay. But I prefer like a straight up fried egg or scrambled eggs. No, let me ask you a question. How do you cook your fried egg? What do you mean? Like, how do you cook it? What do you I, do to fry it? I'll put like butter in the pan, throw it on there, let it cook. And I'm not, I'm not, I have no patience. So like I'll flip it too early or whatever. It'll usually break or whatever. Then I'll flip it to the other side. And then inevitably I'll take it off either too soon to where it's like completely runny or there are times where I overcooked it, which I still like where it was like the center was completely cooked. Now, let me ask you a question. Why are you flipping it? Because I don't want, that's how you cook the other side. Put a lid on it. That'll just steam it. If you put like, a I want over it fried or on aluminum it. foil on top of it, you could do it that way. But also here's a suggestion for you. Use a muffin tin, bake it in the oven. It's too, too, too much work. I'm taking, I'm one pan, one spatula. That's it. If I'm cooking anything, because I want it to fry on the other side too. It's nothing like, I wish I had a flat top because then you could just cook fucking eggs on a flat top. Uh, The thing that I want, and I've always wanted this, and maybe one day at the Remy family compound, if I win the lottery, I want a hibachi. That's what I want. Oh my God. I want to have like the countertop, countertop hibachi. That is my dream. I love, uh, like the only thing that I'll like really eat steak is when they cook it on the flat top at the hibachi. We'll get the filet instead of the sirloin because it's better. And then they'll yeah. cook, he'll cook it well done. And I'll just, it's still moist, it's still chewy and still delicious. But like when my dad cooks a steak at home, I'm like, I'm not interested. Just not a big steak guy. You've eaten the steak sometimes when you lived uh, in at Mohawk with us. Like I'll have a little bit of that, but I, I don't like if you cook me a full filet, there's no way I'm finishing that. It's just like when they, they, the whole, my whole family likes it like rare in the middle or whatever. And I'm like, it's just, it's not cooked. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a medium rare, but more pushing towards a medium because Kate will attest to this and she'll probably laugh when she listens to this. Every time she cooks something, I will have, like, if it's a little on the rarer side, I'll take a bite, like, and I'll literally pick it up on my fork. Like, is this cooked? And then she's like, yes. And I'll eat them. Like, is this cooked? I think this bite's raw. You know, well done. Like if I cook a steak, well done, I'm going to fucking burn it. But if like a real chef is cooking a well done steak, it could still be juicy and delicious. So like, I get it. If I'm just throwing it in the oven and leaving it on there or throwing it on the grill myself, I'm probably going to fuck it up. But if I go to a restaurant and get a steak well done, yeah, they'll probably laugh at me and be like, this fucking idiot. But it's still going to be good if a professional cooks it. So that if you order, you'll order it well done. If you order it, I won't order. I won't order a steak. It's just not worth it. If you ever would order it medium or medium well, it'll still have some pink, but it won't be bleeding and mooing at you. 
it's just like any like people are like it's so juicy that's so unappealing to me like i just oh it's disgusting like the people that get it give me seafood all day over over steak the people that order like rare where that's like they it kisses the grill and they just give it to you that is wrong that's 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 literally i can see the heart beating like fuck off that's wrong. people who eat fucking what tartar like just straight up raw like i don't i can't even eat sushi like there I can is eat some sushi in a roll, but not like the, like my niece will eat sashimi, and I'm like, I can't do that. See, I can't do sashimi. I'll have I'll have sushi, just don't put eel on it. But there's I'm I'm Lebanese, and there's a a, a dish that we would have called kibbeh, and Sounds you can gross. have it. It's it's usually lamb, uh, ground lamb. You can have it baked or fried, but they also do it raw. Ugh. And you would eat it with a raw onion. You would scoop it with no. raw onion and no, eat that's it. That's awful. I tried it once. I don't even like cooked onions, really. I'm paranoid about like, is this Ugh. cooked? I'm going to get salmonella. I actually didn't hate it. I would never do it again, but I actually ate the raw kibbeh. What about the raw onion? Yeah, did I that into too. a not raw a, onion? That's yes, not a fan. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of onions. My favorite uh, sushi, like sashimi style, is the crab stick, which isn't even real crab. But it tastes so amazing. I tried to buy it. You know, they sell it at Stop and Shop, right? Like that really? imitation crab. It's the grossest shit ever. It's nothing like you can get at a sushi restaurant. I, I don't know why it was so different. But whatever the sushi crab stick is from an actual place is amazing. So when you when you get sushi, what's like your, your go-to? I, have, I, I was really, really stuck on sushi. Like, what year is it? 2020? I was still working at Crate and Barrel. So a long time ago, like eight or nine years ago, we'd get the mango tango roll from uh, what's it called? Sweet basil in Fairfield. And I, I got it so much. And I think either I got sick from eating it too much or it was like undercooked or it was obvious to raw. So there's something wrong. I got sick and then I stopped eating sushi altogether pretty much. And then the last time I had it, I think Alex and I were at a WrestleMania trip. It was some wrestling trip. It was some roll with a bunch of shit in it. So I was like, I'll try it. It's pretty good. But if like family comes up, we go to Chinese, I'll get like 10 pieces of crab stick and I'll just go to town on that shit. And of course, it's the fake stuff that I like, like not even real like fish. I don't know what's in it. I don't know how much even real crab is in that stuff, but it's so fucking good. Uh, We just had it the other day. So fucking good. You know, the first time I ever had sushi is when we lived in Penny. Remember when I got violently, violently ill and you and Kyle were playing T-dubs? Yeah, I was eating Taco Bell. I had I got an intestinal parasite from sushi. You had a par- a full on parasite from that. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were super sick, and yeah, I actually vividly I can remember you sitting in the corner, and Kyle and I are just playing Tiger Woods, and I'm puking in a garbage can. I, I was, was eating Taco like Bell, three, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. You were. I was sick for like I three could, weeks. I lost like twenty pounds because of it. I don't think I could eat if somebody was puking. That was now. the very first time I ever had sushi. My brother took me out to have sushi, and then I got and he tried to kill you. Yeah, he he tried. Where'd to you kill go me. to Kabuki? Yep. Really? Yeah. How could you ever go back there after that? I did. And I never, I've never gotten sick again from having sushi. Did I tell you when I got sick from Domino's? Like, remember their, you know, their pasta bowls or whatever? Yeah. I think I got food poisoning from it because I was so like sick that my mom gave me suppositories and I almost used them. I was so wow. sick. Like I, I was, I had my finger at my ass and I was like, am I really going to cross this boundary? Like I tried and I was like, okay, I'm sick, but no. But I contemplated it because I, I I think it was food poisoning. That was the time I got food poisoning. And you tried to kill me from fucking marketplace with food poisoning. Didn't you guys get sick too? Yes. We no, all I did. I did. Kate didn't, but I did. And like, I, I don't know if I've had fish and chips since then, but like 
I it kind of traumatizes you because I thought I had COVID. I, I, call, I called out to work and said, I have symptoms because I was on the couch. I had I felt really hot. I was shivering. and I was like, oh, fuck, I have it. So I told them. So I had to get a test. And then I texted you and you were like, yeah, Kate and I have been shitting all week. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's food poisoning. But now I had to go get a test because I already told them I, I think I have COVID. The um, oh, when that I was not a fun experience. When I was 18, I got like a 24 hour bug. But like the last thing I had eaten when I got sick was like a salad with ranch dressing. I, oh, this is so almost 18 years. I've not had ranch dressing since because I'm traumatized. Yeah. From it. That's traumatized. From like it. It's a, not what made me yeah. sick, but I can't go back to have it. Cause I, it, the thought and the sight of it brings me back to that. I'm like, Nope, can't do it. That's oh, just ranch in general is disgusting to me, but like, I haven't had a pasta bowl since then. And that's because of fucking Domino's. I'd be, I'd be hesitant to go back to it. I mean, I've eaten Domino's. I just haven't eaten their pasta bowls. I just can't do it anymore. I don't remember which one it was. Do you think Glenn is still working at that Domino's and putting the pizza in the oven? I would give them instructions to come around to the back door and they never would listen. Always be at the front door. And Uh, you like it in the back door. That's very true. I feel like if we're talking about eating, should I just do this taste test right now? It's not going to be, it's not going to be anything insane because I put something super um, normal before, before you get to the taste test, guess what, you know, tell the, uh, the listeners what's, what's upcoming in the next few weeks. What I get you should be. You listed off. You bought it. I bought uh, some. I was looking at stuff online. I was sending them to you, and I was like, "Hey, there's some candy from Australia. I also found this candy from England. I want to do like taste tests of like actual shit I've never had before, like that." So you bought what? All the Australian stuff? Well, I bought first. It was the uh, the Cadbury. It was the Cadbury thing, which I think was from Australia. It was. I'm trying to pull it up. That, now. Like bag of Cadbury favorites chocolate gift box made in so Australia. I'm fucking super excited about that. Anything that chocolate? is coming. That will be at your doorstep on Tuesday. Nice. I should have and my other thing on Wednesday. The other thing that I ordered. So we're doing. The, we're basically going to do a taste test every week now. Yeah, you're going to have to. Uh, the Maxi International Snack Box, premium and exotic foreign snacks. Because I, I always wanted to try like random, not like bugs and shit, but like different potato chips from different countries. So he got the two from Australia, but that, that like I almost said magic snack box, but like international snack box. And then I bought some candy from England since oh. I've never been to either of these places. That one I've gotten. I now have details of when it's going to be arriving. It'll be arriving between Monday and Tuesday. Is it shipped from Australia? I think but, so. Yes. Really? That's pretty sweet. I, it might be, or it might be shipped from there to somewhere else. And then we're getting it so from that place. Compared to that, this week is nothing because this is like, everyone knows peanut butter and pretzels. Like it's not a big deal, but I, they only had the jumbo pack. So I, my fat ass had to get the fucking jumbos because they didn't have the single ones. So it's, this is the Reese's with pretzels in it, which Where'd is you weird. Amazon, because I got of uh, like Reese's variety pack for Christmas and they have take five Reese's take five, which has pretzels in it. So I don't know why you need to take five and then just like a Reese's cup with them in it. But I don't, I don't know if there are two in here or if this is one giant cup. And I also went to get the Mountain Dew. I think it was Phil who showed it to me. I forget what flavor it was, but of course the fucking gas station didn't have it. And I didn't want, I already committed in the gas station. So I walked in there. I didn't want to walk out with nothing. So I, I went with Pepsi wild cherry, which I've never tried before. So back on the I'm cherry, not sure I would like that. Yeah, I don't know either, but it was either this or the stupid gingerbread Mountain Dew again. I was not touching that. You know, and every time that we go to the grocery store or Target, I always have to go buy the soda to check to see what kind of flavors of Mountain Dew they have. 
Every time. I haven't seen. I don't even remember what the new one is called. All right, there's two in here, so I'll mail you the second one, and then you can try it. So it smells like a look, look at that. You can see the. You can actually see the piece of pretzel. Out the yeah. top. So I mean, I'm gonna love this. I I love pretzels with anything. Nestle flips are my, probably my favorite candy ever. I don't know if you've ever had chocolate covered pretzels, like the I specific I, Nestle flips kind. Like I was obsessed with those. When I, first I remember you used to get the, the, the blue bag. You used to get like giant hundreds one. of them from yes. Shop and Shop. Yeah, I had the last time I bought them when I lived in Danbury, I got four of the party size bags. <laughs> They're like gigantic. All right, so normal Reese's Big Cup. Let's give this a shot. You hear that crunch? That's I do hear the crunch. crunch. But you can't really see it in there. You can a little bit. Do you actually taste the pretzel more than you taste the chip in the uh, the ones that were the, the chips? I actually only there's a little hint of salt right there. You don't. It's not really heavy on the pretzel. It's more for uh, like the crunch factor again. Which do you like better thus far? Do you like this one better or the the one with the chips? I know I you keep going back to have the one with the chips, but I kind of like the chips more because like Nestle flips, you get a balance of like chocolate and pretzel. This is like really overpowered. Although you couldn't really taste the chip either. If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have bought these. They're not bad, though. I will devour these. Like the other, I'm already ready to eat the other one. But you don't really taste a lot of pretzel. So it's not like a whatever the hell that you got that you just kept taking sips of that was actually disgusting. Or the Code Red. So now for the Pepsi. So this is... As I choke, wild cherry. I think they have like a another flavor of cherry, but this one seemed like the one I'd like the most. I'm not big on I'm not big on cherries. Yeah, me either. Cherry flavor, just cherry in general. So this is sort of smells like the code red. It smells exactly like what you would expect Pepsi with cherry to smell like. I don't hate it. Like, you know those chocolate covered maraschino cherries? Yeah. Like I fucking love those. But like cherry drinks wouldn't be my first or tenth choice. I'm not big. Like even maraschino cherries, I don't like that much. I like that a lot better than Code Red because you get mostly Pepsi flavored with a hint of cherry. So that's not terrible. Do you want to pour it on your head? You're getting that urge. I don't know. My Venmo hasn't gone off. <laughs> I'm also wearing a nice shirt. I don't want to, I'd have to change mid podcast, but yes, I could be bought, but this isn't bad. So you're going to drink it. It's not something you're going to pour down the drain. You won't necessarily no. go out and, and no, I wouldn't buy, to buy it. No, unless they were like all the Pepsi we have is this, I wouldn't drink it, but I'm not, I wouldn't throw that away because it's a hint of cherry flavor. So if you don't like cherry too much, that's not, it's not bad at all. So let me ask you Pepsi or Coke, which do you prefer? Pepsi hundred percent. Coke See, is prefer- Coke is fine. Like there's, I I'm not, I don't hate Coke at all. But if I'm like, if I drink the two, Pepsi is like the ah, refreshing. I just got a nice refreshing glass of soda. Coke is more like I'm still thirsty. Like I, more- I prefer Coke. I can tell the obviously I know you can yeah. too. You can you can taste the difference. Pepsi is more to me. Pepsi is pe- sweeter. Pepsi, yeah, I think it's crisper too. Like when I drink it, I'm like I'm literally like oh yeah. Coke is like yeah, it's good. Coke can hit the spot too. But I feel like Coke Mountain you, Coke is like from McDonald's or Sonic. Fucking amazing. It's got cocaine in it, I'm pretty sure. 
They do something with it. I don't know. What they have to. I to me, like Coke is more. You taste the carbonation more. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's more. It's more carbonated than a Pepsi. Really? To me, it is. Because like, but I'm an idiot. But who knows? Because <laughs> like, when I get that, you get the carbonation right away from the Pepsi. I just, I would prefer pe- like if somebody has Pepsi over Coke, I'm instantly like fucking pumped. Like Yankee Stadium when they have Pepsi, I'm so excited. Arby's when they changed to Coke, I was like, fuck you, I'm not coming back here. The fuck? So now, what pissed. if what if if Yankee Stadium became like the the primary? If Coke became the primary soda of the New York Yankees? I mean, I want to go to Yankee Stadium very little. Like, I don't I have no desire to ever go there. I have less of a diet. Like, I can go there. I'd rather go there for the chicken fingers, fries, and Mountain Dew than to see the fucking product on the field. Like, I don't want to spend the money to go see them play, I want, but I want that fucking chicken bucket. That shit's awesome. I remember we went to that game with your brother and your dad. You both got, like, huge chicken buckets. I'm sitting there drinking a beer and water. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> why didn't you get food? Oh, you don't eat. Like, at Yankee Stadium, you got to indulge. I think one of the best things I had was at the fucking Boston Garden. They have like a, a pizza slice that's literally like this big. I have a picture of it on Instagram somewhere, but it's like fucking massive and it was so good. And I think probably like nine bucks. So overpriced. It's ridiculous. And what I, a, I, I, I don't, I like, I would rather sit at home and watch a game than actually go. Well, especially for baseball, I don't like sitting out in the heat, especially in the sun. Like football, you're freezing. <laughs> Hockey, sitting on those hockey. metal benches. Yeah, hockey is fine. I love going to hockey, but baseball, I'd rather stay home. Football, you don't get a good view. Like it's much more friendly to watch than on TV than it is because you have no idea what the fuck's going on. Hockey, like when there's when there's a delay in the game and yeah. like there's something like what's happening and you're like trying yeah. to figure it out. Plus, um, when you're at the game, you can't hear Joe Buck. So I mean, yeah, it's rough. But when you're at a baseball game, you can't hear John Smoltz. That's true. <laughs> That's like the one positive. Although I think Joe Buck's actually a good guy. John Smoltz is probably a fucking douchebag, isn't he? Well, anti- he's a, yeah, he's the anti him and Al Leiter. Wouldn't that, get that hurts wouldn't. me. That hurts me so much because I love Al Leiter. I'm really. I'm. Can you just talk about your? I don't know what to talk about with Dexter. I'm like, well, before I, I hate listening to myself talk, and I feel like it's going to be a long winded fucking thing. Well, I can interject with something. I didn't watch it, but I I do know some things because I found some quotes from Michael C. Hall about. The Dexter ending, but before we get into any of oh, that, because I, I, I want to hear why those. I haven't looked at. Oh, I, I have quotes and everything from like articles um, uh, in the LA Times. Actually, was it? But like, I know why um, McDonald's soda is so addicting. I've seen this before. They do something with the the carbonation, or they inject like extra carbonation or something. Uh, so something it, with Sonic too, because there's there's the best Coke I've ever had. It's the soda syrup. Most restaurants have their soda syrup delivered to them in plastic bags. McDonald's soda syrup is stored in stainless steel tanks which preserves the syrup's flavor and protects it from temperature light and air all the things that can degrade the flavor quickly the stuff that's delivered in the bags doesn't stand a chance like that's that a coke why. that i drink where i'm like that's refreshing you look up the sonic one you know sonic has those like little beads of ice like, i love ask, the little crushed ice ask alex whenever we go to sonic the drink it's like the best soda ever and it's it's Coke and it's not Pepsi, but like it's the best shit ever. Like I'll go there and specifically get like a large drink. Oh god! All right. It seems like um, for Sonic, it's basically the same thing. It's they get it's the, the syrup in the, the smart containers, but the ice that Sonic has is just better. It's like those little. It's not. I wouldn't even call it like crushed ice. It's like little. No, they're, they're little pellets of ice, like fucking yeah. deer turds. They're ice. like um little crunched spheres. It's amazing. I don't know how they make it that way. Is it like the world's smallest ice tray? It's got to be. 
Uh, that's the best thing about Sonic. The only reason I'd go back there, but I would never use the app. Fuck. The See, app. I would, <laughs> I would go to the tots. That's what I want. The tots. I like the tots. What was I going to say before? Oh, there's nothing worse than when you get like a fucking uh, your soda at a Taco Bell or wherever. Taco Bell is the only place it's really happened to me where it's flat. No. Oh. Like if I'm eating all that gross food, I want a nice crisp Mountain Dew, not a fucking flat, warm Mountain Dew. The last time I went, there was one time I went there and they were like, we don't have any ice. I was like, oh, what the fuck, man? How do you not have ice? Yeah. And they were out of either Pepsi or Mountain Dew, one of the two. Like it didn't wasn't working. So I had like a warm and I was, I was not happy. It's yeah. not like you want to drink water with that. Like, and like the key is if you, you, they fill up the ice, the whole fucking thing. So you get less soda, but if you get no ice, you get more soda, but it's warmer. So you got to get light ice. That's the key. Light ice. If you ever get soda, because they fill up the soda, the fucking this big, and it's all the way full of ice. You get less soda. So that's the one thing I miss about going into Taco Bell. Cause you fill up your Coke or whatever to Pepsi, yep. drink it, and then you get a refill bring it home it's perfect speaking of taco bell have you been able to get those wings yet they're gone they were none of the the mall didn't have it the one in greenwich didn't have it and the one anywhere near me didn't have it so they passed is that going to be like elusive like the mcrib they're gone already they were they were for a week only a week i don't understand the point of having them if you're not going to release them everywhere and why it was just a week maybe it was a test to see if they were any good but fucking, well, that could be, and then expand it if the feedback was good, which seems like the feedback was. I've from only what I saw seemed positive. Yeah, that's because you only saw that voiceover moron. He said they were like crunchy, and everyone else that responded to me said they were mid or gross. Yeah, and then I saw somebody saw on the video. It looked like it, from they looked like they tasted. They looked good. good, but I don't trust his opinion because he's a damn near fucking intelligent guy. <laughs> I hate that guy so much for one simple thing. <laughs> damn near delectable. I can give on a fucking. I can go on a rant. If you're on TikTok, look for S. Johnson voiceover. The guy's a fucking idiot. For one thing, everything else he's fine with. He'll talk about something. He'll be like, "This Pepsi, Pepsi Cherry is the best thing I've ever tasted. It's damn near refreshing." Well, if it's damn near refreshing, <laughs> that means it's not refreshing, so that it's not good. What don't you get about this idiot? I've commented on 48 of your videos. You fucking dumbass. Shit pisses me off. I know you read it. You read everyone else's comments. Like, he just doesn't want to change. Is he too stupid to realize or is he too proud to change? Like, is he a dumb or is he an asshole? I don't know. I'm, a- I'm actually crying from laughing so hard. There's I mean, actual tears. There's I was talking, actual tears. I was talking to one of my best <laughs> friends about, um, like, how much fucking hate I have in my body and how I, like, hang on to hate. Like, I, I just, I don't, it just pisses me off that this guy is not. He's just saying a dumb phrase that makes no sense. And I'm trying to correct you so you don't look stupid and you continue to make videos where you look stupid. And I just fucking hate you now. Like, I, I just can't watch your videos and take you seriously. I want to stab you in the face. Like, it's just damn near refreshing. Like, uh, like, there's nobody else on earth that doesn't understand this concept, right? If you say something is di- like, you're damn near attractive. Wait a minute. That means I'm not attractive because I haven't reached that. Damn near means not quite, right? It's not you're quite right, you're refreshing. Right. But like, I don't understand why you like he, he's trying. It sounds cool. It's damn near refreshing. Well, if you said it's damn near perfect, then it'd be great. But it's not perfect. But you said damn near refreshing. So it's not refreshing. Then it's not a good thing. So why would you throw that as a compliment? Do you think when he goes for like a. a an interview or an audition for like, you know, doing voiceover, they're like, you damn near got hired. <laughs> and you didn't get hired. <laughs> does, Johnson. He, does he do any of that stuff? He does do voiceover work. He actually really does do but voiceover like, work. Like anything like 
Is it he's like posted, real voiceover work? Like yeah, he's posted some of the things that he's done voiceover work for, for like commercials and things like that. Is it like commercials you've ever seen or like fucking... I've never heard his voice on anywhere but the TikTok. I wonder if it's like local TV commercials. Because you know Ben in our league, right? He did a a radio ad for St. Louis one time. He sent me the clip for it. So like he's an actor out there and stuff. But like I wonder if it's more like local stuff because I've never heard of this guy other than TikTok. And like nobody seems to care that he says the stupidest shit. Like it's not... (sighs) Well, you should, do you see me unreasonably um, angry? WWE, the NXT TikTok actually yeah, they used posted, his they used his voiceover. Yeah, so, that, so, pissed, I mean, that pissed me off because I fucking hate this guy. And he did one like, thing like, wrong. This video is damn near entertaining. If he did it once, I'd be like, wow, okay, that makes no sense. But he, he does, does it, it every, every fucking video. Damn near delectable. Damn near refreshing. Damn near delectable. Okay, so then if it's damn near delectable, it hasn't reached delectable. So then, what is it? Ta- is it good? I don't know. Like, damn near delectable. What's it? What, <laughs> the okay, t-shirts are sure tight too, want, Billy. He, he wants to have sex with an Oreo cakester. <laughs> oh, he's in love with those. My sister tagged me in that video, and I was like, you, I, I know this fucking... I, I don't know if you saw it, because you, sometimes you'll see like my comment on a video that you yep. didn't tag me in. And I was like, yes, I, I know this fucking guy. He says the stupidest shit. But he, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. But, yeah, but I just, I, I just, still it makes me angry when, saying, when he says something. And sometimes I'll actually tag you in the video and tell you that, like, I kind of clue you in that he's going to say something that's going to piss you off. Whenever but you when tag says, me in his, I'm assuming that's what it is. When you say damn near refreshing, like damn near delectable, I can kind of almost get like it. So it's not delectable, but it's it's still tasty. But damn near refreshing. If it's not refreshing, then what the fuck are you drinking it? S. Johnson. Yeah, like it's, it's good. Just say it's good. You don't have to add these like extra words to make it sound cooler. You sound is his, dumb. Is his name Stefan? I think it's Stefan or something like that. Stefan? Stefan Urkel, I think. Oh, Stefan Urkel. The cool Urkel. I, I mean, I, it's just amazing. I don't know if we talked about this, where how that show went from like A to fucking Z. You were supposed to research seasons. it and then you took it off. But we, we off, did so. the whole uh, the Tommy Westfall the shit. But it was like it started out as like a sitcom with Carl and his family and it turned into Urkel's fucking inventing shit every week. And then he, he went to space and shit. He cloned himself. First of all, he changed his DNA Then he clones. There's a there's a scene where it's super racist. They change into Bruce Lee. And they have, I remember that. That's so racist by this standards, but it's so funny. Wasn't there a robot Urkel too at one point? I, I just, it's insane. And he then ended like, up in space somehow. And like Laura falls in love with Stefan. And then she, they would, if they had gotten to a 10th season, I think it was, or a ninth season, whatever, if they'd done one more season, they would have gotten married. He, it's that proof that no doesn't mean no, because she spent nine or eight years saying, no, I'm not dating you. And she gave in. He was basically like borderline stalking. I don't think more than that. It was fucking like she'd be like, no. And he'd be like, I'm going to wear you down. Like I'm wearing you down. And basically, that's that's my approach to dating. Please, 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 please. And then eventually they'll be like, just leave me alone. Fine. Ah, didn't the actress that played Myra, didn't she pass away? Yeah, she died like right after that. Yeah, uh, like I think a brain tumor. Yeah, uh, have to check. Michelle Thomas, I believe her name. Michelle is. Thomas. She died in 1998. So yeah, she yeah, really so died like, right, right after Cat Matters. She was yeah. only 30. And they're all this. I don't. How old was she? What year was she born? Uh, 68. Oh, so she's older because the Eddie, Laura, and Steve—they're all born in 76. I don't just know that off the top of my head. I've researched. Oh, and she looked young. She was eight years older than them, but she looked young. Yeah. Kelly, I don't know how to say her middle name. Shanine Williams. She's she's fine, or she was. 
Like, no wonder Steve was into her. She's she was cute. Oh, did you know that the um the woman who played Mother Winslow? She died in two thousand and two. Rosetta Lenore. Yeah, she died at the age of ninety in two thousand and two. It's a good life. We talked about that. Once you hit like a certain age, like back then, what what year? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Ninety. That's a pretty good life. Yeah, and then it's funny because fucking Telma Hopkins was off the show, but her kid was on the show. So it's like, oh god, I forgot about that. Where the hell was the mom? And then literally they cut cut off one of the kids, and literally, it's not like Judy Judy Winslow was gone after like season four. It's not like they didn't just like they stopped mentioning her. They started talking about how they only have two kids. She wasn't on like eight episodes. She was on for like five years. And then they would be like, yeah, our two kids. Like, what? I never understand why they why they did that. Like, why not just say she's in fucking she's at summer camp. Uh, it's it's fall. Yeah, she's you know, she's gone. She's living with somebody else. Or she died. Kill her off. <laughs> she's upstairs. Yeah, she's upstairs. She'll come down later. And then she never... and then didn't didn't they add like another character like 3J or something? 3J like that? was like they adopted him at one point. So really? it was like Richie and 3J, and he was like a so we, bug. So we get rid of our actual daughter. And then they adopt 3J. I think she was a I don't think it was her character. I think she was just like a bitch and wanted more money or whatever. They like didn't have any screen time, whatever. But it was it's very weird that they so recast her. Not just I know she rid. wasn't a major focal character. Well, I, character. I hate that too. So I talked about this last week. They recast the mom for like six episodes. Like you couldn't Which just is, yeah. Couldn't just finish your contract, or I mean, you couldn't just uh, finish the season. Just sign on for an extra Gargano deal, another two weeks or whatever to finish your feud. Like, come on, it pisses me off. It just takes did me. Did you out know of- that? Did you know that the um the actress who played Judy, who ended up being, she went into porn. Jamie Foxworth, of course, I did. Yeah. I've seen it. Like, I'm go. not. If the words celebrity come before porn, I've seen it. Okay. Like, there's just no way I'm not watching it. I don't care if it's like an obscure celebrity from fucking Tanzania. Like, I'm going to watch that shit. You've heard of fucking Maurice from Finland? Yeah, I saw her porn. Yeah, it was good. Of course, I'm going to watch that. All right. Should we get into Dexter since we're talking about TV? Do it. What do you know about it? I well, what did I spoiler, talk about? Spoilers I, are spoilers. Are all right. See, I told you I've already rehearsed this in my head. Spoilers. Instantly spoilers. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the Dexter reboot, New Blood, and you want to, stop fucking listening right now because I'm basically going to tell you everything that happened. I know I've talked about like four or five episodes maybe, but I'll probably You've only really talked about like the first one and then gave like a semi-update. Yeah. All right. So if if you're going to watch it, which I suggest you do, if you haven't seen the original series, where the fuck have you been? Go watch that. Watch. Go take like, I don't know, six weeks and go watch the series and come back to episode 10. Because I don't know how long it would take you to binge because there's like 90 something episodes of the first series and then 10 here. So, so it's 100 that, episodes, 45 minutes each. If you watch two episodes a day, you're done in a month and a half. All right. Come back here in a month and a half. We'll give yourself two months and you can come back and listen to this. But if you haven't seen it yet and you're going to stop listening, fast forward, I don't know, 20 minutes, come back and I'll try to give like I wish I could do like a little. Um, like the breaks, yeah, exactly where we stop, but you're just gonna have to figure that out. So, what did I you're do on you your remember, own, motherfucker? Do you remember what I talked about? It was like two episodes. Like, do you well, know the he, premise of the show? Yeah, he's in what he somehow went from Oregon to upstate New York. He's dating the sheriff, he his kid randomly shows up, all right, so and he's suddenly older. 
and then he killed somebody at the end of the first episode. That's yeah. So and his I'll, kid has some dark passenger. So we'll go like season shit. season recap. I'll give the endings and then what I like and didn't like. I wish you. Well, how far did you get in the original series? Like season four. Uh, when Rita died, yeah, I was like the end of season four. Out. <sighs> All right. So let's see. The whole plot of this is he ends up. One of the things I don't like, he goes 10 years. It's it's 10 years after the original, even though it hasn't been that long. He doesn't kill anybody. Apparently, he's killed nobody. It's like he stopped, whatever. So his sister is now his like, I don't know if she was there. I think I think it's assumed that she was there for the entire 10 years. This is like what his dad was. His light passenger at this point. Yeah. So she's like there what the season starts. So I assume that she helped him get to like, yeah, I don't have to kill anymore. Which is like, all right, I just spent eight years watching you not be able to control that. Plus your entire fucking life before that, you couldn't control it. But now that the show is over, you can control it. Whatever. It's fine. I can deal with that. And then immediately kill somebody. Well, maybe he gave it up for those 10 years because he had to give up his family to make sure they were safe. So he said, no, I lost everything. So I can't do the thing that I was. And then as soon as the cameras show back up, he's like, all right, let's do this. Exactly. So he finds some asshole. His name's Matt. Obviously, everyone sounds about right. He's an asshole. He finds that he did a, some fucking crime. I think he, I don't know if he found out. Yeah, he found out before that he, he got arrested for something. He killed some people, but he got off because somebody else took the rap for it. So he's already, he was, I'm guessing he was rich. He already hates this fucking guy. Um, so he kills a like a, a white deer on like Indian reservation land. So then Dexter just knocks him in the head, puts him on a makeshift table, and kills him, burns his body. So that's how everything starts. And then Mr. Krabs, who do you even do? Have you, do you know, Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob? Clancy no, Brown. Clancy Brown. We talked about Clancy Highlander. Brown. Yeah. So I, he, had to call, be, he has to be the, the major bad guy. Of the season I'm calling, he's a I'm, douchebag in most I'm calling him Mr. Krabs because everybody knows Mr. Krabs. So Mr. Krabs is his dad. So they set up a search party on Dexter's land because obviously he's fucking the police chief. So they're like, yeah, we'll use your land. So they're searching and searching. And then, uh, at some point, his name, all right, I'm going to call him Kurt because that's Mr. Krabs. He's like, oh, I just FaceTimed with Matt. He's, he's alive. He's great. And so Dexter's driving by and he's, he's drunk. So he says that and Dexter's like, yeah, I don't. You're lying because I fucking killed him. So why are you lying? So that's where everything starts. Like, why would you lie about your son being dead? So he decides he needs to start looking into that because that just seems a little bit odd. So like, and then Kurt sort of becomes a father figure to Harrison because his dad is sort of like trying to figure shit out. Harrison does a thing where he uh, he stops like a school shooter. So like it was this friend that he, he stopped people from bullying him. And then he became friends with the, the kid who was being bullied. And then it turned out the kid was a school shooter and he stopped him. Like he sh- cut his leg and he stabbed him immediately. Dexter's like, yeah, the blood spatter shows that you attacked him and then you stabbed yourself. So Harrison's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not, no. So he lets it go, whatever. So you sort of see like, all right, Harrison's a little fucked up. And then there's a whole character, uh, Jamie Chung, I think her name was. She was in the real world and she's been in a bunch of other stuff. She's like a podcaster. She did a podcast on the Bay Harbor Butcher, the Trinity Killer. So she's in town to do the podcast on the guy who's missing, who we know is dead. So fucking, this is the worst part of the whole series, but the ent- one little scene ties the entire series together. So her and the sheriff go into like a, a I don't sit in murder convention, like a police convention in New York City to also see where supposedly Kurt said his son was. Matt was supposedly holed up in a hotel, even though he's dead. So they go there to check it out, find out he's not there. They also stop into this convention of cops. 
of all fucking police people on the planet, the one fucking guy who knows Dexter happens to be the keynote speaker at the fucking thing. You're like, all right, I can suspend disbelief. The fucking guy from Miami happens to be in New York City. Fine. So and to backtrack, she's working on this case with a bunch of like missing people who are just runaways. That She has a hunch that's something more to it, but nobody believes her. So she talks to Batista about this. He goes, I have this case, blah, blah, blah. She's like, go with your gut. I had a, a detective who would go with her gut all the time. Right. So a normal conversation, you would think somebody who doesn't know this person would go. Yeah, I had a, a detective like that. She would go with her gut. The police chief would go, oh, can I talk to her? Batista would go, she's dead. The cop would go, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Batista would go, yeah, just go with your gut. All right. That's what I would expect a conversation to be like. Or what else is plausible is he could say, yeah, I had a detective like that. She goes, oh, can I talk to her? He goes, no, she's dead. Or uh, backtrack. He would say that her name's Deborah Morgan. Can I talk to her? She's dead. That would be it. We're not talking about it. This motherfucker goes, yeah, I had a, uh, a detective like that, Deborah Morgan. She was good. Can I talk to her? She passed away. She also had a brother. He passed away. He also had a kid, too. What was his name? Oh, right, Harrison. No. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why would he? And he? one thing that also pissed me off is he like had trouble remembering his name was Harrison. Dexter was like your best friend. You, you're not forgetting what his name was. But like, the kid was like two when he died or four. He, but he knows he would not forget Harrison. But like, in what conversation to a stranger are you giving the name of the cop, his, her brother, his entire his, backstory, his kid, like the whole backstory, like that whole, but that he that's had a what, wife who was murdered. That's too. what leads her to realize that, okay, Jim is not who he says he is because there's another part. There's so many things that are intertwined. That like Harrison takes drugs at a party and he goes, do you know that Jim's not his real name? And then he passes out. So the girl tells her mom, who's the police chief. So it's like he, he was just on drugs. He's fine. But then when he says Harrison, Deborah Morgan, Harrison, like, wait, a Harrison just walked into my life. What the fuck's going on? So then she starts investigating shit. That's she starts weird. to see. But like it, suspicious. It, everything hinges on Batista sharing way too much information that nobody would. That would be like if I didn't know you and I'd be like, yeah, I have a brother, Alex. He died. He had a girlfriend. She died. And she had a kid. And you'd be like, I, well, I don't need to know this. What the fuck are you talking about? Who are you again? All I, asked, all I asked you about was the one cop. And then you telling me about his brother's kid. But that the whole show hinges on that because as the season goes on, she figures out. I, I mean, nobody could fucking do this in like six years. She figures out, oh, well, you know, he's the Bay Harbor butcher. She puts that together because there was a. He went after the drug dealer who sold him the stuff and he injected him, but the cops got there. So he starts beating the shit out of him to act like an enraged father. And then he found the supplier also had a mark in his neck, but the cops were closing in on him. So he made him look like he fake or made him look like he overdosed. She sees there's marks on both of their necks. Found out to the Bay Harbor butcher, found out that he got ketamine from the vet for his goat who he named Vincent Van Goat, by the way. That's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. And so she puts two together. She's like, this fucking guy is a fucking, it's not good. And he's banging a serial killer. And like they're they're Her daughter is the one that Harrison's with. So they're figuring this shit out. Ooh, that's was Harrison banging her daughter while she's banging him. And that's kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, nice. And so it turns out Mr. Krabs is also is the one responsible for all those missing people. So he's he would like take runaways. Ah, I knew he was the big bad guy. Put them in like a room, and spy on them, and then he would let them run away, and then he would 
kill them. And then at the so it was like a game for him. Oh, Hector's calling me. I'm in the middle of a story, asshole. So like at the end, and I think it was the last season. They show, they capture him, and they there they find his like lair underground, and it's every single girl he's killed preserved in like a box, like as they died. And so the reason why he called off the search and faked Matt's death or faked that he's being alive is because they were searching a certain cave where he hid his first killing, who they end up finding, which was, of course, the police chief's long lost friend who she's been looking for since she was a kid. So at this point, she knows uh, it was pretty funny. She was like uh, she pulls Dexter over at the beginning of the series and then they make out or whatever. She pulls him over again. She's like, follow me to the station. And she reveals you're Dexter Morgan. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he's like, I don't need, she's like, I don't need Jim Lindsay. I need Dexter Morgan right now. So he figures out whatever the fuck. She realizes that it's Kurt, Mr. Krabs, who did this, but she can't prove it. He gets out of jail. Uh, so he knows that Dexter killed his son because, it's, you know, how if you get surgery in your leg, you put like titanium in it. Yeah, it's like screws and shit. And that doesn't melt. So when he burned Matt's body, the screws didn't melt. So Dexter has one of the screws on him at his house. And Kurt has the other ones because he realized that it wasn't snowing. It was ash. Put two and two together, figured it out. So they both know that they're both serial killers, even though or he knows that Dexter killed his son. And Dexter knows that he's a fucking serial killer. So he puts two and two together. So they go back and forth. And so Mr. Krabs brings Harrison to his house. They do all this shit together. They're fucking weird. And then he's about to kill him. Dexter shows up, saves him. So now they're realizing, all right, we have to kill this guy. So Dexter finally talks about his dark passenger and he tells Harrison all the shit that he does. And eventually he reveals that he killed, he kills people. So Harrison is looking at it like, well, you save innocent lives. You kill these bad people for saving innocent lives. So it's like, all right, I'm down with that. So you're like, oh, they're going to be together. It's going to be great. Angela's figuring this shit out. So they kill Mr. Krabs. He's dead. He mailed, but before that, uh, they were trying to get, before they killed him, he burned down Dexter's cabin. Because he thought Dexter's onto him. He's going to come home to his cabin. He'll get him first. He went to Mr. Krabs' house to find the evidence that he needs to kill him. While Mr. Krabs is there, Mr. Krabs figures that out, goes back to his house. They collide. He kills him, right? So his house is burned down. Angela finds the titanium screw. So she's like, well, what the fuck is this? Then they get home. In her mailbox is the other screw. It says Jim Lindsay killed Matt Caldwell. So he gets arrested. That's the picture I saw on Instagram. My mistake. It was his mugshot. Yeah. So I saw and, somebody else's and story. So you assume he's going so to jail. I now. thought the ending was he's in jail. So the last three episodes I'm watching, I'm just like, get just get this over with. I, I've never been more uncomfortable and unenjoy something in my entire life. I was like, just finish this. He gets in jail. Fucking hurry up. So he's in jail. Harrison's like, what the fuck? Everyone's like, what the fuck? So she's trying to interrogate him. He's not cracking at all. He's like, okay, he burned down my cabin. He's setting me up. So she's realizing, you know what? It's it's plausible. You're probably not going to be convicted of this, but I'm going to make sure you're convicted of being the Bay Harbor butcher. So he's in the jail cell. She fucking calls Batista. He's in it again. So he talks about uh, reviewing the case. And did you have any other suspects? And he was like, yeah, we did. It's Dexter Morgan. LaGuardia was into him. Like she was, she believed it was him. So she emails him a picture of Dexter and her, and he's like, you know, the look on his face is like, when was this taken? Last month. So he's like, all right, I'll be there 
tomorrow. So he's coming to Iron Lake, whatever. So then Dexter talks to her again. He's like, wait, so he's so he's coming from Miami to Iron Lake. Yeah, he's going to come tomorrow. Get on a fucking plane, bro. That's what he's like doing. Right I mean, I mean, he's yeah, going to get, get there. Yeah. So, uh, but I'll, I'll spoil it. He never gets there. That's the last time you see him. So I, I always wonder what happens after a show ends. Like, Petit, there was a great gif. I just, you know, the, um, what's his face? I forget his character name. John Travolta from uh, Pulp Fiction, where he's like, yeah. So you, there's just like Batista in Iron Lake after the series. <laughs> he's just there and nobody's like, nobody knows what's going on. So it's like, it just ends before he ever gets there. So he, Dexter tells the cop about Kurt and how all the bodies, you just go there, go underground, you'll find all the bodies. All right. She goes there because she knows that that's what she's been working on. And he's probably telling the truth. So she goes there. Dexter calls the other cop who also is the wrestling coach who coaches um, Harrison. So like this small town is like 10 people in it. So they all know each other. So he's also the wrestling coach. So he's like, I need some water. Boom. Pulls him in a chokehold. Give me the keys. Let me get out. So you're like, he's going to give the keys. He's gonna... He gets his gun and starts shooting behind him. So Dexter has to kill him. Oh, no, there's so, nine people left in the town. One of his few, like, I, out the top of my head, I can think of one other one where he killed the wrong person, like an innocent person, who was a piece of shit, but it wasn't an innocent person. But, like, he legit killed, like, a great guy. And, like, he had no choice. So he gets out, calls Harrison, meet me here, let's go, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So he gets there, Harrison gets there. He's like, what's that blood on your face? What happened? It's like, it's fine, we, we have to go. It's like, you called me from his phone. Did you kill him? He's like, it was the only way, man. He's like, you don't, you don't kill to save innocent people. You kill because you like to kill. He's like, listen, I can go with or without you. I just can't stay here. So he starts to leave. Harrison pulls out the gun that his dad got him for Christmas. And by this point, I'm like, are you fucking serious? So Dexter's like, Right here, points to his heart, pulls the gun up, shoots him right in the heart. Last scene of Dexter holding Deborah's hand as he dies. Angela pulls up. He's like, he killed Logan. He killed Coach, and I had to kill him. He's like, it's fine. I Just leave. Just go. Leave. So she wipes his fingerprints, and he tr- drives off. So I'm assuming she took the blame for killing him. Because no one's going to say that. It wasn't an officer involved. She, he was like, "Can you say goodbye to your daughter for me? And he's like, she's like, no, because I never saw you. So she calls in the officer shooting and he Harris and just leaves. With, it ends with just Harrison leaving. So Dexter is dead. And, and what did I say from the very beginning? I said he had to die. He, I knew it was a 99.9 or uh, what is it? 49.9999% chance he'd be in jail. 49.99% chance he'd be dead. And then whatever's left over, maybe he gets to live because they want to. But logically, I figured he'd be dead. I am more satisfied with this ending. I'd rather have the lumberjack. I would rather it be the stupid lumberjack ending where I know he's living somewhere, murdering people for all whatever the fuck he wants to do. But he's dead now. He fucking died. His son kills him. And the episode on IMDb is rated lower than the original finale. So really? You can, you can tell nobody wanted him to die. It's rated like a 4.5. Nobody wanted him to die. I was so annoyed. Like, it's such a more satisfying ending than him faking his death and being in Oregon. But I have, I have no desire for him to be dead. Would you want to know what Michael C. Hall said? 
I figured that he'd want a satisfying ending like that. Well, he he said uh, some people have predicted it. Some will be shocked by it. Some people will accept it. Some will reject it. I think it will be difficult for people to grapple with his fate, given that he is someone that they have spent a lot of time with and have a lot of affection for, at least in some cases. But Paul, who was also not pleased with how the original series ended, is satisfied that this ending is the right one to conclude the Dexter saga. The, The way the season concludes is one that resonates with me, he said. It feels justifiable. As upsetting as it may be, I hope audiences will appreciate the resonance of Dexter dying this way at the hands of his son. Okay, so at least he, I'm sure he said this after the finale aired. Uh, it was actually before, but the article didn't get released until oh, after. All right, that's aired. fine. That's um, fine. He, he added, people moaned about an ending that was admittedly open-ended and without any sense of closure. He flashed a Dexter-like smile. I guess you have to be careful what you wish for. I mean, that's why I said it's more satisfying because it's like a real ending. But I, me personally, and if it seemed by judging by the rating of that episode, most people would rather it be open ended and he just left. But now I've heard that there might be a season two. No, it's impossible unless it's just Harrison, which I have zero interest in. But I could see it being Harrison and then his dark passenger is Dexter. But just like because he's not the same as Dexter. Dexter like enjoys it. Harrison is just angry and fucking he was all about like all right we kill bad people because we can save innocent lives that's like the reason i would do this that's that's just like a a icing on the cake for dexter he's just like i want to fucking kill people and maybe now harrison takes it to being to doing what he thought his father if would have done if they did that and michael c hall's in it as the dead guy i'd watch that i could see that happening if they do a season two you can't do a season two and not have michael c well you can't do a season two at all he can't go back to that town you're gonna call it new blood two like yeah but it could be harrison traveling to find a new place to live but you'd have to have those people along the way like you have to do a new like it'd be like a new miniseries it wouldn't be new blood again which i I just i I have no well it could be dexter new blood season two because the new blood is going to be harrison's new blood of being dexter dexter new blood newer blood (laughs) dexter i just i was blood like I have no interest in seeing him fucking dead or in jail. Like just knowing that sh- the worst part of season seven was when LaGuerta knew who he was. And I'm like, I no, I don't want this. It's too much conflict. It's fun when there's like a, some random killer who knows Dexter and they fight each other or whatever. Not the people closest to him. Like his girlfriend now knows he's fucking Bay Harbor butcher. The fuck out of here. Like I have no interest in watching that. So I was just glad it was over, but overall it's a fucking great season. The best part about it, the cast was great. Every single person they cast was a, a, a hit. There wasn't one person I was like, this is, no, bad. All of them were good. The only dislikes I had was what I told you. Batista's conversation, which ties the whole fucking show together. It's just not, it's like the least plausible you could possibly be for being plausible. It's damn near plausible. Like, it just, it, there's no way you're going into that much detail. Talking about the detective and her brother, maybe. Then, oh yeah, he, he had a son. She asked about the cop, not her brother and her her nephew. Like, there's just it's too much information. And the fact that he's in New York at all is stupid. But that's how they tie the whole show together. Because if she doesn't find out who he is, he doesn't get arrested. None of that shit happens. He never leaves. But it's insane. In 10 episodes. They get married. They have kids. Exactly. He went from being just a normal guy in town to dead. After 10 years of fucking, I don't know how long he was in Iron Lake. I, I can't remember. But it was really good. I'm glad we got another season of Dexter, even if it's, the ending is unsatisfying. It's, it was nice to see him again. And then, well, you see, they, they're bringing back all these other types of shows. Like what? 
Uh, Tim Allen is going to be in a Disney Plus series. It's going to be a TV series, The Santa Claus. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, hard pass on Timothy uh, Allen Dick. Yeah, no. fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. But that's a TV series about the Santa Claus. Like, really? Yeah, I think I think that's what I saw. Is it coming out during that. next Christmas? It probably won't come out till like 2026 at this point. Because, like, if it comes out in June, like, no thanks. Even more so. But, like, I, I don't know. What would I rather have? I feel like this season was good enough to the point where it's worth me having to deal with him being dead to we got a good season out of it than having to just assume he's fucking in Oregon still. So I'll, I just, I True. don't like the ending. I'd rather have, I'd rather it have been terrible. Like he, him and Harrison are like, fuck it, let's get out of here. And then they go to fucking Toledo. Like, and they just sit in Toledo and they're like, yeah, cool. They're, they're at a diner having yeah, a cup of coffee. Exactly. So, so uh, what do you like to do? Yeah. I would have, I would have rather that as unsatisfying as that would have been. Cause obviously he kind of has to die, but yeah, I mean, as somebody yes. who likes Dexter, which is everybody who watches the show, nobody wants him to be dead. So I don't think I bet you the majority of people are like, I understand it, but not a fan. And I would take the lumberjack because at least he was still alive. So I could pretend what he's doing now. Well, he's dead. Also, at that point, like he gives up his kid. What, what happened? So what was her name that took that took Harrison? Hannah died of cancer. And okay. He found the note that he wrote her to tell her that he actually didn't die in the hurricane. So she knew that he was alive. And he said, if he starts to show any dark tendencies. Also, what pisses me off is Harrison was like one when she died. And now all of a sudden it's like 16. At least 10 years no, that too. But I mean, like Dexter, when his mom died, he was three. When you're one, you're not remembering who the fuck, what the fuck happened. So I like, can't remember anything that happened before I was like four. I can't remember anything that happened before five minutes ago. So like Harrison shows like when he listens to the podcast about the Trinity killer, that's when John Lithgow's in it. So they show his the scene where he's on the ground and they show a new scene where like Lithgow looks into the camera and talks like you're one. You're not remembering that. You shouldn't have any dark tendencies. Right. Nope. Dexter was at least three. So maybe so that the whole thing of Dexter being of uh, Harrison being the same is it's not I, highly unlike more far fetched. But again, you don't have a, another season. So I get it. And they it's had to wait for him near not plausible. Exactly. And if Harrison was like 13, it also doesn't work as well. So they had to, I, I can get past those. They're, but also, they're, couldn't couldn't they have been like 15 years later? So then he's older. You know what I mean? Like, why did they have to be 10 years? When it wasn't yeah, even 10 uh, years since the series ended. You could have made it 15. That's true. If you're already going to lie about that, why not just go to make where he's actually would be that age? Because I think it actually sure makes sense that the age lines up. Because if he was born in season four, right? Five, yep. six, seven, eight. And then it's supposed to be 10 years. But did five, 14, six, right? seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember if, because he was pretty old by season eight, but it looked like he was four. I mean, maybe so, they did like those time jump aheads where like from five season five to season six, it was like three years. It, because season was, eight, he's really, he's like 11. So when it comes back, he's like, he's 22, really. Actually, he might've been. Because, you know, sometimes they do a time jump. How old was Harrison Morgan in season eight? At one point during season eight, Dexter's now dead sister says that Harrison is four years old. Okay, so that we're kind of ruins it. So he's 14. However, season eight changed Harrison's actor to an older boy who was seven at the point. So was he seven or was he? Well, okay, the Dexter wiki has him aged four to five in season eight. So then by now he would have been 14, 14 15. So why don't exactly then why not just say, all right, it's been 15 years. 
I guess 10 sounds better. I don't know. But you could also say it's been 12 years, then he's 16, 17, which then would make more sense. That line lines up to it more. I think he played a 16-year-old. I think that's what he was supposed to be because they were still in high school and it didn't seem like it was his senior year. And basically, he bounced around. He got found that letter. So he went to or that's how he figured out Oregon and then somehow found Iron Lake. They didn't really say how he did it, but he found that letter after she died. So that's and then she went to he went to find him. So he's dead. So there's definitely not another season where he's alive. He's officially gone unless Michael C. All was desperate for money and then they could go like this is the normal timeline. Season eight is here. They go into a new timeline where new blood never happened. And he's alive and they could do it again, which it's you could do a prequel series. Would he just put on a wig and make himself look younger? Exactly. Well, they could CGI de-age him. He, he's it's it's done. I highly doubt he would ever want to do this again. If if he ever did, it'd be him being the the dead passenger. But movies do it all the time. Like the Dark Terminator passenger. Dead had passenger. Terminator had new movies, and then there were just different timelines. So you could theoretically pick up 15, the multiverse of Dexter fifteen years after season eight and just pretend New Blood never happened. So it's it's possible, but I, I no. Dexter reboot. It's it's over. I don't know if you could do that. That's like be, that would be like rebooting Breaking Bad. Could could you ever see anybody even coming close? It'd have to be like thirty or forty years from now. Like you couldn't do it anytime soon. Yeah, hundred percent. I I can't see anybody else. I I hate that, but I also agree. Where it's like I can't see anybody else playing certain roles. Where it's like well, that's because somebody like I'm watching John Wick right now. Can you imagine anyone else being John Wick? Like not really. It's just so fucking awesome. But like if Jason Statham was cast as John Wick and we watched that and we knew John Wick as Jason Statham, you'd be able to say the same thing. Yeah. But like, I feel like Michael C. Hall played that role perfectly. There probably not too many actors who could have made you root for a serial killer. Like imagine if you're so weird that you're watching that series rooting for him to get caught. I don't believe in vigilante justice. You should be caught. Back the blue. <laughs> like, honestly, if that, if Dexter was real in real life, I mean, I would advocate for not doing that, but if it was, say, it was real, every single thing was real, where he meticulously found proof and killed criminals, I'd fucking be all for that. Granted, he can make mistakes. He has made mistakes, but I feel like if he kills a hundred, I don't actually, I don't know, a hundred real criminals and one innocent person by mistake, is it worth it? Let me work it. Thank you, Missy. But then it's also the same people being like, you know, COVID has a 99.99%. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if there was a killer out there who was killing bad people, I'm all for it. But then I think it will go to like, do people but like know, I advocate said, for the death penalty and things like that. If you, it's, you have if people it's, on every side of the fence. If it's like Dexter where he's researching and not just somebody who's like, yeah, this guy was accused of stealing a candy bar. We'll fucking murder this guy. You know what I mean? Like he's killing murderers. Must and shit. die. I, I think he only killed murderers. I don't think he killed like rapists and shit. But he might. He might have. I can't. I can't remember exactly if there was like a code. It had to be killers. But if there was a it's real like, Dexter, weird in the whole Dexter series though. Like Miami Metro PD or whatever they were called in the show. Miami like, Metro, yeah. They got a serial killer problem, man. Like, get your shit together. Well, that's why he's in Miami because there's just so many, many people, and it's like it's like Miami, Los Angeles, New York, perfect places for a guy like that. But he left more breadcrumbs than he should have because, like, by the time Bay Harbor Butcher comes along, they what's his face Lundy realizes that there were a few cases that he worked on where he fucked up the blood spatter and the guy went free. It's like he can't can't leave uh, any footprints. But overall, new blood, huge, 
thumbs up. Two thumbs up, actually. Very good. Just not a fan of the ending. That makes sense. I now can understand I'm, that. Now I'm sad it, because he's it got a satisfying ending. But to make you unsad, do you want to go into a little bit of the sports stuff? Uh, the uh, the best trade that kind of like affected your childhood? That's best gonna... trades that affected your oh, childhood? Oh, best trades? I thought you were just going to do like, because wasn't, oh, wasn't the tweet wasn't the tweet like the one that most affected your childhood, like in a negative way? Like the one I saw retweeted it was when uh somebody said when Soriano got traded for A-Rod that he made his parents get like the baseball package so he could watch Soriano play because he loves Soriano. I thought it was going to be like the when you lost a player. Like most well, it said, what's a sports trade that dramatically affected your childhood? I did. Yeah, I did. I found a bunch that potentially could have dramatically affected your childhood because it could have altered your teams. You know, the I was franchise. Thinking, I was thinking more of the negative impact because, well, it's... I told you next week, I'm going to have the things that kind of ruined our, our fanhood in our lives. Best trades that impacted childhood. And I honestly, I don't know if any trade like impacted my childhood, but like the, the ones where it was like A-Rod, we got fucking A-Rod. I remember well, I think, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, some of these. I actually, I did some for the Knicks, the Devils, the Giants. I had to throw the Cowboys in there for myself. Back then, football trades were very rare. You never saw football trades. Remember when Clinton Portis got traded for Champ Bailey? Yes. I was like, I was like, Broncos they Redskins. actually traded player for player. Like that never happened. Like football trades. It'd be interesting to hear those. So for the Knicks and, you know, these were. One of these, you were two. Another, you were 13. So in yeah. 98, the Knicks acquired Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright. In 88, excuse me. They acquired Charles uh, Oakley for Bill Cartwright. Oakley became the face yeah, of the 90s was a Knicks. Huge, uh, one of them. That, that kind of affected the childhood because without Oakley being on the team, but, they're not going to be the yeah, bad boy Knicks. But I wasn't watching the Knicks. 99, they traded Terry Cummings, Chris Mills, and John Starks for Latrell Sprewell. He yes. became a fan favorite, got him to the finals as the sixth man. He led them in scoring was the sixth man on that team. That's crazy to me. I didn't realize wow. that. When do we get Marcus Camby? Was he a trade or a sign? I mean, I guess if you don't have it, he's probably a signing. But I remember that 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 was like my first year watching the Knicks where I was like really fucking into it. 99 Knicks were so much fun. He was traded to the Knicks in a draft day deal for Charles Oakley. In 99? 98. 98. And his first two seasons in New York, he backed up veteran all-star center Patrick Ewing. Oh, Look at that. Fun. Charles Oakley. Bill Cartwright got you Charles Oakley. who got your Marcus Camby. And we got to the finals in 99. And did you know that's the that eight seed, the Bulls trading Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright, even though the Bulls won like three more championships with Cartwright. That's the beginning of what soured Michael Jordan's relationship with Jerry Krause because him and Charles Oakley were like best friends. Wasn't Bill Cartwright on the first three Bulls teams? Or was he on the second three? Bulls? He was on the first three. Bulls. Yeah. So, so, yeah, he was on the first three feet. But would they have won those titles without Bill Cartwright and they had Charles Oakley? Who knows? Oakley's a better player, but you never know. Oakley was only 24. Why Cartwright, they... had already, Cartwright had already He was played, old. Like, yeah. He was Why would they have made that trade? That's a weird trade. Well, the, they... the, the Knicks did it because they had Patrick Ewing at that point. So well, yeah. Like, they they needed it. But why, I don't know why the Bulls would fucking... I didn't realize the Knicks o- had... Oakley was young... They wanted somebody who was established. I guess. An established presence, I guess. That's like really old. All right. I got I got some devils ones. Obviously, you know, Taylor Hall and Ilya Kovalchuk. Those are the two major. Come on. That little Kovalchuk trade, we gave up nothing. We ended up with nothing eventually, but we gave up literally nothing. Johnny Oduya, fucking nice player for Chicago, but 
not much. Matias have... Tenenby, I think. Uh, Your fucking boy. My boy. I think he was in that trade. I think he was too, and I was sad. Um, I have four from the Devils that I think probably shaped your also, childhood. Also, the, the Taylor Hall trade though. was not my childhood. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was like two years ago. Uh, 1998. So you're 12. Oh, let me see if I can figure this out. 98. Because I wasn't really watching until 2000. So who did they get in 98? I don't know. Was that the Joe Newendike trade? It might have been 03. Yeah, I don't know. So they traded a fourth-round pick who ended up being Christian Antilla. Yeah, a fifth-round pick who ended up being Oleg Smirnov and the rights to Frederick the Bremberg. Ice guy? Yeah, exactly. They uh, they traded the rights to Frederick Bremberg to Edmonton for two second-round picks who became John Erskine and Tyler Book, a third-round pick in the 98 draft, which became Brian Gianta. Ooh, wow. And a first-round pick, which became Scott Gomez. Wow. Yeah, that... That's those are two of the like top devils ever. In 1992, they traded Sean Burke and Eric Weinrich. I know you're a big Eric Weinrich guy. I was pissed uh, to the Whalers for a conditional 1994 pick, a second round pick in the 93 draft, which became Jay Pandolfo. Oh, my one of my favorite fucking guys. And Bobby Holik. Wow, those are core guys. In 1991, they traded Sylvain Turgeon to Montreal for Claude Lemieux. That uh, fucking um, Con Smythe winner in 95. And this, I think, would be the one that shaped the majority of your childhood. Uh, first round pick, the number 11 pick, which became Trevor Kidd. And a second round pick, which was number 32, which was uh, Vesa Viatikoski in the 1990 draft to Calgary for they- two second round picks, which became David Harluck. And Chris Gatsiaman. By the way, the the Calgary moved up to take Trevor Kidd over the guy you're about to talk about, and a first round pick, which was number twenty for Martin Brodeur. Imagine to me, trading, that was like the they traded up, right? Yeah, and they traded up to take Trevor Kidd, and the Devils they went from Brodeur. twenty to eleven, and the Devils moved back. And they, oh, that's insane. So I mean, all four of those were major trades that helped build the devils into the devils of the nineties and the two thousands. It's very weird that Broder never won a finals MVP or a playoff MVP. The giants was tough because there's not many trades, obviously like Otis Anderson trading 86. It got the giants two super bowls. When the Cardinals thought he was washed, you were like four when they won their second super bowl. He I was mean, on, not... he was on the second team, right? He was on both. Like, yeah. I, th- I know he was better on the first one. But he um, the Cardinals traded him because they thought he was absolutely washed. He ended up scoring like 35 touchdowns for the Giants. He has that trade. I I think it's the Bills Super Bowl where he has like a fucking uppercut run where he just fucking chucks the guy. Oh, man, I can't imagine watching that Super Bowl live. I would have shit myself. This 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 trade, I think, though, is you were still technically a child. You were not yet 18. They traded the fourth pick, Philip Rivers. Oh, yeah. A fourth round always... pick, which between Nate Kading, a first round and pick Sean in Merriman. 2005, which became Sean Marion, and a fifth round Sean pick. Marion? Which was Sean Merriman. <laughs> it was like Sean Marion, wrong spot. And a fifth round pick, which was traded to the Bucks and then the Rams and became some tight end named Jerome Collins, big Jerome Collins, Collins guy. And they got yeah. Eli Manning. He I always was 17, forget that. Technically, you're still a child. He got drafted by the fucking Chargers. So weird. But so, now here's the question. Let's say the Giants never made that trade. No, they And don't you got those exact same players, Philip Rivers, Nate Kading, and then the next year, Sean Merriman. I think the Giants still win Super Bowls. Nope. 
No chance. I think they do. Zero. Not at all. There's no chance Phillip Rivers is beating the Patriots. None. Zero. But you have Sean Merriman. Now your good no. defense just got even effing better. Yeah, and we have Sean Merriman, and we don't have Justin Tuck probably or whoever. But who's who's your kicker? Nate Kading, baby. I'd rather have Lawrence Tynes. You kidding? We would have. He would have <laughs> missed. You kidding me? He would have missed all of the field goals against the Packers, and we would lose that game too. No, there's no chance Phillip Rivers wins against the Patriots. No chance. Even though he's got better stats. Give me he, he was, but he also played that one playoff game, I think, on a torn ACL. Yeah, that was impressive. And they almost beat the undefeated Patriots. Gutsy. But, like, I was looking at it. Like, you look at Roethlisberger, his stats are better than Eli's. No no doubt. He's way more wins. He, 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 he got really, carried. He really only has one Super Bowl. The second one, fine. Yeah, he was great. That first, first one, hit, he had nine completions. It was 123 awful. yards. Two I was like, it's the Seahawks, wasn't it? Yeah, one of the worst Super Bowls ever. He 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 has two Super Bowls, but like that's like saying Trent Dilfer has one. Yeah, he does, but he didn't do anything. He's he might have one, but like Trent Dilfer. Really look up his stats right now. He might have done more in that game against the Giants than Roths. Nine completions for 123 and two picks. You don't have two Super Bowls. You have one. You just happen Is- to be there for the second one or the, for the first one. Is Trent Dilfer the worst starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Yes, maybe. I think Roethlisberger was a better quarterback. He just had a worse, probably a worse game once you give me his stats. But I, him, what, Brad Johnson for the Bucks was bad. Oh, that was a bad one. Not Trent Re- Dilfer bad. I know they didn't win, but Rex Grossman on the Bears. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl for the Giants. So 2000 Super Bowl. He... 12 of 25 for 153 yards and a touchdown. He had a, a no a touchdown and no picks. Yeah, that's a much better game than, than Ben had. And 12 of 25. So not even 50% completion. That's insane. They must have run it, run it a fucking hundred times and then just played fucking defense. That Super Bowl still pisses me off. They changed the whole game plan after the Vikings game. 34 to 7. They lost. Amani Toomer was like, I don't know why we changed. We should have just done what we do well and see what happens. Like I could have, that was, um, I, I could have swallowed that much easier. Jim Fossil was the coach, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. If we just played our best that we could do and they just killed us, that's fine. But we changed the whole game plan to try to go against their defense. Like there was, yeah, that was just bad. I'm being do, so depressed about that. Do you, do you want me to tell you? Well, they, yeah, they ran the ball. Jamal Lewis ran the ball 27 times. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Do I you would want too. me to um, tell you how Kerry Collins did? The Giants. I mean, their only score was on a kickoff return and then immediately gave one back on the next kickoff. What do you think Kerry Collins' final stats were? 12 for like 36, some bullshit. He had to have thrown it a million times, right? Yeah, so the Giants ran the ball 16 times, including three times by Kerry Collins, mind you. Probably scrambling for his fucking life. Um, 15 of 39. For 112 yards and four interceptions. 15 of 29? 15 of 39, excuse 39? me. 15 of 39. Jeez. 39. For 112 yards and four interceptions. Yeah, that defense was really good. Like we had, I remember Rudy watching the, I can't remember which game was first. I feel like the Giants Vikings might have been at first. And then I was watching the other game going, because the, the Raiders and uh, Ravens game was pretty close. And I remember being like, I don't want to face the Raiders offense. Ravens defense is really good. I didn't know who to root for. Man, maybe we might have had a chance against the Raiders. Do you Fuck. know what, what the score was in that Raiders Wasn't game? Wasn't it like 13-9 or something ridiculous? 16-3. to Trent Dilfer was 9 of 18 for 190 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. 16 
How does he keep getting touchdowns? <laughs> the the prior week. So now we're in the divisional round when they beat the Titans 24-10. He was five for 16. Did they what? Did they win the division that year? Weren't they like 12 so. and four or something? Or were they a wild card? I think they had he Trent Dilfer only started eight games that year. Really? He was seven and one. Who the fuck was their other quarterback? Elvis fucking Gerbach? I, I think it was Elvis Gerbach. Now, hold on. Let me do a little research on the Ravens here. Because I feel Ravens like they, the Titans won the division that year. I think they beat the Ravens both times or something like that. So this is what happens on the podcast. You get down a rabbit hole and you just fucking start talking about the 2000 NFL playoffs. Not this year, which start in like two hours. But we talk about the 2000 playoffs. We're talking about the things that matter. So the Ravens went 12 and four. four they and finished the Titans second. went 13 and three. And they finished right. second. The Titans beat them both times. Yeah, and then they beat them in the playoffs. Fucking stupid ass Titans. Giants might have won a Super Bowl if we played anyone else. So now I need to see who the quarterback was the first week of the season. That's for... the, that's that's Cowboys 2007 vibes. Beat the Giants twice. Fucking lose. Imagine that's going I... 12 and four. And your divisional opponent beats you twice and they go 13 and three, but you still beat them in the playoffs. 12 and four with a, one of the top five defenses ever, and you're a wild card. That's insane. It was not Elvis Gerbeck. It was Tony Banks. I don't know who that is. Do you know who the starting quarterback was for the Steelers? Was it wasn't it? Cordell Stewart. Um, what's his face? Oh, wait, this is 2000. Roethlisberger. It wasn't Tommy was, Maddox. It wasn't Tommy Maddox. And Fucking Graham. The former giant? Kent Graham. Had no idea he was even a stealer. Wow. I had no idea. God damn. Well, I do, you know, going from that, I a couple for the Cowboys. I know you hate the Cowboys, but a couple did help shape. shape yeah, team, so. fucking shitty Herschel Walker trade. 1990, they traded up from 21 to 17 to take Emmett Smith. Two other running backs were taken between those picks, so they would not have gotten Emmett Smith. They likely would have taken Rodney Hampton, who ended up going 24 uh, to the Giants. But obviously the the trade. Wasn't that one of those picks from the fucking Herschel Walker trade? It was indeed. So the Herschel Walker trade, which is probably the best trade in football history for one team and the worst trade in football history for the other. You don't see so trades like this. They traded Herschel Walker, third and 10th round picks in 1990, a fifth round, round pick, and a third round pick. So they traded Herschel Walker in one, two, three, four picks. Four linebackers, Jesse Solomon and David. You just Howard. you don't see anything remotely resembling this. Defensive back Isaac Holt, defensive end Alex Stewart. Didn't most First, of these guys get cut? Yeah. First, second, and sixth round picks in 1990. First and second round picks in 1991, and first, second, and third round picks in 1992. Even, this let even if the Vikings, because the Vikings thought they were literally just Herschel Walker away, that's still too much. Way too this, much. This allowed Dallas to get Kevin Smith, Darren Woodson, the pick they used to trade up to get Emmett Smith, as well as several other cogs to their entire championship teams of the so 90s. Irving was still on the team, or was already on the team. Yes. And Troy Aikman was the first pick in like 89, I think. Yep. But like, and I think there was conditions to like picks might become better or something if they ended up cutting those players. Why would you put the conditions in there? Just cut the guys and get better picks. Oh, it's baffling. Whoever the G, like, 
like I said, they thought they were literally Herschel Walker and they were Super Bowl, but that's way too much. Like, and did the, you, do you realize the first the, set of picks is enough? And then you added two more years worth of picks. Awful. Do you realize when when this trade happened, people said the Vikings won the trade? Well, it's because they didn't. I guess if you're just getting draft picks, sure. Because everyone said that they were. That was gonna. He was the missing piece to yeah. the Super Bowl teams. I mean, it could still be that he was and they not win the trade because that's way too much. But yeah, that probably set the Vikings back until like today. Still. Ugh, that's disgusting. Well, this is kind of cool. From the moment he arrived in Minneapolis, Herschel Mania erupted. After a single two and a half hour practice where he studied only 12 offensive plays, he had a strong debut against the Green Bay Packers. He produced the best rushing game by a Viking since 1983 and the first over 100-yard rushing performance by a Viking since 1987. How long was he on the Vikings? I feel like it didn't last very long. He was on the Vikings from 89 to 91. Yeah, that's, oh my God, I'm at, and was he even good? We're going to find out. From 89, he never even rushed for 1,000 yards as a Viking. In a season? In a season. Pathetic. His first season, they... he played 11 games because he got traded midseason. 669 that was a yards, five trade? touchdowns. Yep. Wow. The next season, he played 16 games, 770 yards, and five Oof. touchdowns. And then his last season, 825 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then, what and then goes to the Eagles and gets 1,000 yards in his first season with the Eagles. He played for the Eagles. Did they trade him to the Eagles or did he just leave? And how did the Vikings finish? I don't think they made the playoffs. Or if he they did, they didn't go far. Left as, he left as a free agent, played with – after three seasons in Minnesota, the Eagles signed Walker, hoping he would be the final ingredient they needed to reach the Super Bowl. He, he played three seasons with well, how, the Eagles, then signed a three-year contract for $4.8 million with the Giants. Wait, What? After three in 1995, he signed a three year contract worth $4.8 million with the Giants as a third down running back that soon, but soon discovered that Walker wasn't elusive enough for the role. He couldn't play fullback either because of limited blocking skills. Why did I not realize he was a giant? All right. He only played one season, then he got cut and then got signed back with the Cowboys. Before we get, I, we're running out of time, but how did the Vikings do in their three years? Let's see. I feel like they didn't make the playoffs at all. That would just be the, the, icing on top to not even make the playoffs. Let me let me find out. Bear with me one second. I feel like we can talk about the playoffs next week. Yeah, we'll, we talk, we'll talk, talk about the results, but I just want to shoehorn this in here. Novak Djokovic is a fucking moron. Oh, he's a piece of shit. And I'm glad he's not. I hope he doesn't get allowed. Because don't you need to be vaccinated to come to America? I think Do? so. And then probably France and probably England. So I'd assume fuck, so. Fuck I, you. Hope I hope he can never play. I hope he can't play fucking moron so the year that they got him mid-season they finished 10 and 6 won the division but lost in the divisional round to the 49ers 41 13 so they won a playoff game or were they like a top seed they They were they were um one of the seeds that it was the first round for them oh so so they didn't so they lost the first game (laughs) the next season six and ten Oh, no wow. The next season, eight and eight, no playoffs. Yikes. That is a horrendous dream. <laughs> so wow. to the death of a franchise to uh, how about the uh, this week's unusual death? Where, right. do you, where do you want to go? 
what do we think for unusual deaths? I'm the, I'm the uh, we just did we just did 2015. So do do we think we go back to the 2000s or do we kick it back old school like the 1900s again? I kind of wanted something from the 70s. 70s. I'm feeling okay. 70s for some reason. How about just because I watched that documentary last week? What about 70? Is there something in 77? Uh, there are two. One of them's got one person. One of them's got two people, and one of them's longer than the other one. Do you want the uh, short one? Oh, actually, okay. You, you just pick one because the short one actually kind of looks pretty funny, but it's one sentence. Let's go for the long one. The long one. Yeah, we, we might have to do the other one next week then because it's kind of kind of good. Well, All actually, right. forget the long one. Give me the short one then if it's kind of good. All right. Yeah, I because it's just it's very interesting. Tina Christopherson in 1977. No date. That's Christopher Son. So a full last name. Is it, do you think it's pronounced Christopherson? Christopherson? It could be Christopherson. That sounds more like, but it's there's. I think of Chris Christopherson with a K. Um, we're gonna go Tina Christopherson. Sure. She died obviously when she drank four U.S. gallons of water a day to combat stomach cancer. So that's oh god, that's a lot of fifteen liters, four gallons of water a day. Like, do you not know about water intoxication, water poisoning? Like, I'm guessing she didn't. I, I guess there was not a lot of information about water in the 70s. She had stomach cancer. So I, there's, that's all there is. There's like a citation from the Naples Daily News, which you would probably read. But like, I'm guessing she was a holistic idiot and was like, I have cancer. I have either chemotherapy or lots of water. And she chose I'm going to choose water. water. There's also a link to water poisoning and intoxication, so you can like research that. But Tina Christofferson drank four U.S. gallons, which is 15 liters of water a day, to combat stomach cancer. So, so I'm pretty sure that that's 128 ounces of water, which means that's 512 ounces. There's 128 ounces of. of I mean, they already gave you the. It's not like it said 15 liters. It's four gallons. Everyone knows gallon, like the fucking gallon drums. Imagine so drinking. I, four, I can't even imagine drinking one a day. So I drink 160 ounces of water a day, every day. And how much did she drink in ounces? Since if you're talking about how many you drink, 512. So she <laughs> tripled me. Three, oh. almost three and a half times, maybe oh, every day. God. That's how, how do you even do that? That's a lot. I mean, how are you just live in a bathroom? Like if I did that, I'd be in the bathroom, like literally just. You would just, just stay standing. Up if I literally just like chugged one of these, I'd be in the bathroom 10 times in an hour. If I drank two of them, I'd probably be in there every five minutes. Like it's insane. I can't imagine even coming close to that. Yeah, that's. that's so I'm, not, I'm not. I mean, I guess what would you rather die from water poisoning or stomach cancer? Both sound pretty shitty. But I feel like with the stomach cancer, they're at least giving you drugs and meds to ease the pain. She basically drowned herself. Idiot. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that and forget about it in five minutes. But I, what I'm not forgetting about is uh, on this day. Well, I appreciate you not forgetting that. Yeah, so, uh, finally. Episode 10, not on this day. I remember everything this week. All right. So I'll give you some birthdays that happened today. Uh, 1412. Joan of wow. Arc, the Roman Catholic saint and the national heroine of France, was born. Throwing it way back. Martin Luther King Jr. was born on this day in 1929. Nice. So he would have been 93 years old today. I had a dream last night. Did you really? Was it about Martin Luther King Jr.? No, it's weird. I had a dream the other night where I was like sick in my dream and then I woke up sick. 
That's like I was puking in my dream and then like my stomach hurt. So I was like, did I get sick? Did my from the dream or was I sick because like I was dreaming? It was it was really weird. You subconsciously made yourself feel sick. Yeah, it was very weird. But that was a, a joke, you know, his famous speech. You remember, you know, Martin Luther King, the guy who's standing up for something you hate, black rights. That's not true. In, in fact, <laughs> I do. Wow. wow. Martin Luther King was your fucking enemy. Yeah, he died. He said, I have a dream. You know, that whole speech, that was the joke, because I had a dream last night. But I'm much less significant. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a somber death, because that's an important some, one. Some uh, That was actually a birthday, too. It wasn't even his death. Oh, it was, <laughs> oh, it was born on that day. Oh, right. Yeah. Because, you know, Monday's the you know celebration of Martin Luther King Day. Find out what day he died, and then we'll have to record that day so we can shout him out again. It's pretty oh, important. Geez. Pretty important guy. Um, Elizabeth Short, uh, known posthumously as the Black Dahlia, was found murdered oh, in the Lyman Park Shoe. neighborhood of Los Angeles on this day in 1947. The Black Dahlia. Uh, in 2019, at the age of 97, Carol Channing passed away. Uh, shout out to Ryan Stiles. And then uh, in 2020, this was two years ago, at the age of 75, Rocky how, Johnson. How was 2020 already two years ago? That's ridiculous. This, that, just that think this time, off. this time two years ago, there was no pandemic yet. That's but, true. Uh, we were Rocky starting... Johnson, the father of Dwayne. The Had Rock Kobe Johnson died yet? Away. Didn't Kobe die in like the twentieth? Co- Kobe. It was close, right? I feel I like it was so. close to around this time. That started like everything, really. Once Kobe died, it was just like fucking nothing has been going on. He died January twenty sixth, so eleven days from now. In 2020. So it'll be two years and 11 days. That's insane. That's just ridiculous. Where the fuck is the time gone? You know, I'm just going to say this. We need, there's a specific day that we need to record the podcast. Why? And, and I'm going to make sure that we do record it on that day. I don't care what's happening, but I'm going to make sure that we're recording on that day. Because I know already for on this day, it's a death that we need to have happen. Is it Bud Dwyer? I wish. Who's another I wish. death? We're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. But uh, well, I don't Rocky even know Johnson the died. I don't even know the day. What happens if I'm not free? Like you're going to have to be free. I'm not free um, during the day anymore until unless it's a weekend. We'd have, so to, we'll have to do. We'll have to do it at night. Yeah. On a specific day, if it's during the week, I have to check to see the specific day of the week that that is. Is it soon? Uh, is it this month? It is this month. Yes. Uh, I'm going to just search. Google, show me who's died in January. (laughs) Every single person who died in January. That will ruin it. Uh, A few things that actually happened on this day, which are kind of cool. In 1892, Basketball Rules, first published in Triangle Magazine, written by James Naismith. Triangle Magazine, written by Phil Jackson? Get it? uh, No, I don't get it. He ran the triangle, dick. No, he didn't. In 2001, Wikipedia was uh, launched by Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger. I never knew who actually invented Wikipedia until I learned that. I would love to know who edits it and where they find their information. Because see, if you edit something as a joke, like they're on it like immediately. I always feel bad. I feel like I should donate to them and I just never do. Yeah, I never do. So you use this, Wikipedia for everything. The, the last on this day is a callback to a prior episode. On this day in 1919, the Great Molasses Flood occurred in wow. Boston. Wow. Nice. That's crazy. One story about Wikipedia. One time it was, it was like a history class of like architecture or whatever. 
we had an assignment where it was like, I'm going to give you 20 assignments. You have to do 12 of them or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll do this one as like an extra. I literally copied the entire Wikipedia page and handed it in as a paper, but I cited it at the bottom to nobody's surprise. I got an F, but like just the <laughs> fact that I had the balls and the lack of brains to actually try and pass that off. Cause I was like, you know, it's a, it would be an extra one. Maybe I could get a passing grade. And of course, no, but like, why would anybody do that? Was that in college or high school? Yeah. College. Wow. Herb Janik. Love that guy. Bored. Uh, one of the only times I ever fell asleep in class. Love the guy. So boring. Talking about architecture. <laughs> I literally fell asleep in class. But I was a moron and turned in an entire Wikipedia article. Like literally. That's funny. Scrolled down, copied it, handed it in. Thought I could squeeze a D out of it and get a passing grade, of course. That moron. is hilarious. And I'm, I believe Mr. Janik passed away a while ago. But Oh, that's sad. But he was a R. Guy, just just really, really boring. So Did he pass was, away on this day? I don't know. I would love to. I'll do some research on Herb Janik from Westcon and see if I could find it. He was super old. Nice guy, though. But yeah, he probably thought I was a fucking idiot. I think yeah, I passed his class, though. But I was like, I was trying to get one past him. Like, do you imagine him just reading it going? This is I, I just imagine what he's thinking. Like, this is I, I hope I took out the little sections where it says about me and whatever, whatever the fuck I was researching. Like, I hope I at least edited it like i bet you that he probably was like this fucking kid like got some he probably honestly thought you had some balls like to actually try that and think you're gonna get away with maybe it. maybe he was just like okay i see what you're doing here not gonna work i appreciate the effort no f like I'm, i can't imagine being a teacher seeing the stupid shit they must see but yeah that's uh see i just shoehorned in a story in there you talk about wikipedia being founded i talked about and- that Herb Janik died in 2018. Wow, you found it? Yeah. He was he born was... in 1929. Wow, he was old AF. What does it say he taught? It was like architecture. Because I remember he was talking about buildings and shit. I think it was a, a, an architecture class. Like a art deco shit. That's one of the phrases I know from. Did you find his obituary or like his Westcon page or some shit? Uh, archives from the library at Westcon because he actually one of his most important achievements was his help in the creation of the Western Connecticut State University archive. Wow, see, so he was a good dude. Passed away in 2018. Shout out I'm to trying Mr. to, I, I think it might have been February 5th, 2018, because that's when this was posted. I remember he used to do this thing when he would talk and he would like roll his hand. He'd be like, I was looking at the building and like he would do this and we'd always used to like mimic him in the dorm. And so I think this was before I met you because I was hanging out. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, definitely was because I never went out anywhere once you moved in. So this was like 06. Really? Yeah, like early Westcon. He was a professor of American history. So I guess it was like a history of architecture, some shit, because he would talk about buildings all the time. Oh, wow. He he passed away on January 31st. Ah, close. Is that the one you were talking about? We have to record <laughs> on the 31st? <laughs> Might have to be. I now. spoiled it. Uh, Herb wow. Janik. He lived in Richfield. Good guy. How old was he? Like he almost was, 90. You said 29 to 2018. Yeah, 2018. Was that 80? So he was 89. I can't believe I just did that math. You have I'm no, I, kind of you have no idea how proud I am of that. Like, I can't <laughs> do math at all. Like, I have to use my fingers. Wow. I took a chance because I thought you, you were going to be like, dude, he was 60. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I said <laughs> 82. I wasn't even close. He was in his 40s. All right. Well, that's. uh. That's a good note. I got a math problem, right? So we're going to end there. Episode 10. Let's see. Uh, seven days between. I don't know when we're off. We'll talk about midweek next week. Probably we'll go over NFL playoffs. 
I'll do the maybe the 27 club because Dexter took up most of my time this week. So uh, we'll see you then. Bye. <laughs> oh, geez. There's a lot of dead air. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you're gone. But the this is how, this is how the podcast how ends. It's like I forgot how to do this. Technical difficulties. Exactly. That's what we don't edit. So you're going to get this. This is the end of the podcast. Womp womp. Exactly.